Enlightenment Radio, Rupo VSO Musvidu, Zed Vami 24 Godini Musiki, Krami Translasi Tarmishtasni Pied Devisan Harista Pied Kasmishtagnoi Podrozi, Tokakom. You're in tune now to Enlightenment Radio, thanks to the voice of Enigma. Introducing. We are loaded with stories today. I couldn't even... I'm going to do two and the other two tomorrow. I wish we had a video for some of these. Okay. So, it's that time of day. Six o'clock in the Ukraine, Kiev. Ten o'clock here. The weather is the same. Beautiful. Look out and there's the sun. I haven't seen any rain for quite a few days. Well, the weather doesn't matter. What matters is is your country. And that we're on the air, that we're allowed to stay on the air. (laughs) And it's 61 degrees. What are you guys doing buying coats and going shopping for warm clothing already for? I thought it was like, I just had this idea in my head you were like Alaska or Iceland or something. (laughs) It's obscure. I know about the Ukraine. Anyway, today on, uh, it looks like, and it sounds like, every story I read, unless it's propaganda, that Russians are getting their ass kicked. It it really looks that way. We've got a report from, her name again, Frenzy? Uh, Anya, your... Corzon. Anya Corzon from the Kiev Post. She does some good reporting. Let's see what she has to say. Russian personnel losses are so high and morale is so low that soldiers are being executed for not following orders. Soldiers of Russia are being executed for not following orders. I think that's more than that. According to the White House, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said on Thursday that as well as individual cases of capital punishment, entire units were being threatened with execution if they retreat from Ukrainian artillery fire. Entire units. I, I mean, if you're getting bombed, you just stand there and take it instead of running. You're going to get... Oh, God. He described it as reprehensible. Today, we'll take a look at how bad Russian troop losses really are and see the Kremlin's reaction. I'm Anya Korzon, a journalist at Kiev Post. Subscribe to our channel for regular updates, exclusive interviews, and explainers. So Moscow's troops have been suffering horrific losses during the ongoing and so far unsuccessful attempt to take Avdiivka, a small town in eastern Ukraine. Independent Ukrainian and even many Russian sources are all saying the same thing. But the Kremlin seems to be in denial once again. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu was shown on state-run television on Tuesday visiting troops in East Ukraine and telling them, the situation today suggests the enemy has fewer and fewer opportunities and they will continue to be reduced, thanks exclusively to your combat work. Shoigu was filmed smiling and laughing when a Russian soldier told him Ukrainian troops were in a panic. Meanwhile, everyone else is painting a very different picture. According to the intelligence report from British Ministry of Defense on October 22nd, 
recent Russian assaults in Avdiivka have contributed a 90% increase in Russian casualties recorded by Ukrainian MOD. Then, Ukrainian Tavriz Group of Forces spokesperson stated on October 26 that Russian forces have suffered 5,000 personnel killed and wounded near Avdiivka since October 10th. Ragnar Gudmundsen, an Iceland-based analyst, reported on Wednesday that Russian casualties hit a probable wartime record of more than 1,400 killed in combat in a single day on October 20th. According to his analysis, losses have averaged 900 men a day killed in combat from 10th to 20th of October. This time window is coinciding almost exactly with the launch of major Russian army attacks in the Avdiivka sector. An open video appeal to Russian President Putin from wives and mothers of soldiers from the Russian city Kirov was published on Monday, claiming their husbands and sons were thrown into combat in Donbas sector with minimal training and equipment. Local commanders used violence and the threat of violence to force the Kirov reservists to conduct bloody attacks across open ground, killing and wounding many of them. Our men were not ready to perform these tasks. As a result of this, our regiment suffers personal losses every day. Dialogue with the command is impossible. Our guys are intimidated and threatened to be executed. Meanwhile, in the Kremlin, Deputy Chairman of the Security Council of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, boasted that so far in 2023, almost 385,000 enlisted in the armed forces of the Russian Federation. According to him, the pace of selection for military service under the contract has increased significantly. Every day, more than 1,600 people sign a contract with the armed forces. He claimed that it is the high patriotic spirit and desire of Russians to protect their motherland that motivates such high numbers of new recruits. But Putin's press secretary, Dmitry Peskov, believes that many Russians are attracted to contract service as something more material. And I quote, very attractive financial conditions and a rather impressive contract. Back in March 2023, the starting salary for a Russian soldier fighting in Ukraine was 195,000 rubles per month, which is roughly $2,500. It is nearly 14 times higher than the median salary in some regions of Russia. So which one is it? Patriotic spirit or rubles that are motivating these Russian men? That's it for today. I'm Anya Korzun. Thank you for watching. And please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave us a comment. And I'll see you next time. Thank you, Anya. That's got to be very traumatizing. The hand of gag and he starts shooting and the blood's everywhere. That's just traumatizing. I don't care if you're, what end of the gun you're on. That's just not the way to, to fight a war. You get trained, you get constant training, know how to use your weapon, take it apart, put it back together. You sleep with it, you live with it, eat and drink with it. Meanwhile, another story from uh, the front lines about how the uh, Ruskies are getting their butts kicked. They're not telling Putin the truth. They're afraid to. Welcome to The Journalist. We are witnessing fierce conflicts in many regions around the world. Especially after the escalation of the conflicts in the Middle East three weeks ago, Russia saw an opportunity to invade more territory by attempting sharp offensives on the Donetsk front line in Ukraine. 
At the same time, it prepared to launch a strong invasion offensive in the direction of Kupyansk, gathering around 100,000 troops. However, the Ukrainian forces successfully repulsed the Russian counterattacks. For now, after the defeat in Avdivka, Russian forces are unable to move in the direction of Kupyansk, even though they have plans for a strong offensive. In the last 15 days, Ukrainian forces not only stopped the Russian breakthrough in Avdivka, but also completely cornered the Russians on the southern front. Ukrainian generals and the Pentagon were well aware that the Russian army could use the confrontation in the Middle East as an opportunity. As a precautionary measure, the Pentagon secretly sent Attackums missiles to the Ukrainian army. With Attackums, Ukrainian forces destroyed the Russian army's support points and large arsenals. The Ukrainian army reversed its disadvantage and made serious breakthroughs in the direction of Kherson and Zaporizhia in order to counter the Russian offensive in the east, making strategic gains. The Ukrainian armed forces continue offensive operations in various directions. The latest reports and analyses from the front lines show the advance of Ukrainian forces along the southern axis. This strategic move of Ukrainian forces has completely cornered the occupying Russian troops in Kherson and Zaporizhia regions. Ukrainian forces surrounded and blockaded the Russians from the direction of Melitopol Tokmak and the left bank of Kherson. The past week has been very difficult for the Russians in Zaporizhia and Kherson region. During the week, there were many explosions and Ukrainian breakthroughs in the region as a result of which the Russians lost both their rear support points and their first line of defense in front. Ivan Fedorov, the mayor of Melitopol, noted that the week began with the liquidation of the enemy base at Berdyansk airport. Then the invaders suffered in Tokmak, twice in Melitopol and again in Berdyansk. So this week was extremely noisy in Melitopol, Berdyansk and Henichesk in the rear. Fedorov said that Berdyansk inflicted the greatest damage to the enemy due to the destruction of a large number of invader helicopters in the airspace in the region, adding that this is one of the biggest threats to the Ukrainian army in Zaporizhia. Fedorov said that thanks to the meticulous work of the armed forces of Ukraine, special operations forces, Attackums missiles, and Melitopol partisans, the invaders did not sleep a single night in peace. As a result of the offensive, Russian troops were forced to move and disperse manpower and heavy vehicles. The Moscow army began to deploy even more personnel on the Azov coast, on the territory of Henichesk, Kirilivka, and Priazovska, where the invaders had established the largest training bases. One of the bases is located in the area between Berdyansk and Mariupol. While the Russians are missing in this region, they're also strengthening their defenses. Russian troops have started bringing concrete structures and new dragon teeth from the ports of Mariupol and Berdyansk to build new defenses. Moscow forces are now building defense lines between Berdyansk and Mariupol, and between Polo and Tokmak. The events in the Kherson and Zaporizhia line make it clear that the Moscow army is surrounded from two directions. There were more than 70,000 Russian troops on the left bank of Kherson and the center and rear lines of Zaporizhia. As a result of the Ukrainian defense and offensive over the past 25 days, more than 10,000 Russian soldiers have been purged from the Russian army, more than 800 captured, and more than 15,000 withdrawn, mainly FSB agents. The situation was not easy for the remaining Russians. More than 44,000 Russian recruits or expandable infantry soldiers were caught in the middle of the inferno, and veterans withdrew to safe areas.
You may recall that earlier this week we reported that after breaching the Russian defenses along Dnipro at Poima and Pishchanivka, the Ukrainians decided to expand the scope of their operations by creating a second bridgehead. In the following days, it turned out that this operation was much more successful than the previous one. Before this second landing at Krynki, there were several skirmishes around the first Ukrainian bridge on the east bank of the river. Russian forces began to attack Poima and Pishchanivka, but Ukrainian forces were ready and waiting for the Russian offensive. Ukrainian forces were eliminating Russian soldiers and destroying their ammunition. Videos posted on social networks showed how Ukrainian drone operators hunted down a car that brought a mortar system closer to Poima. The situation in Poima and Pishchanivka is not entirely clear, but one thing is clear. That is, the Ukrainians have had enough time to settle their settlements on the island. Russian sources reported that the Ukrainians maintained a permanent presence despite constant airstrikes. This was not surprising because the Ukrainians have secured a continuous 20-kilometer line of settlements on the islands along the Dnipro River. This makes it significantly easier for them to rotate, evacuate, and supply the forces with ammunition. While Russian forces are fighting near Pishchanivka, the Ukrainians have attacked Krynki, 15 kilometers to the northeast. Ukrainian fighters recently released footage showing how two Ukrainian sabotage and reconnaissance groups crossed the Dnipro River and began their slow advance towards the settlement. Later, Russian sources reported that the Ukrainians suppressed Russian troops in the area, gained a foothold in the village, and are fighting for full control of Krynki. Based on the information coming from the front lines, we can say that the tension in and around Dnipro has not subsided at all, and hot clashes continue. According to the latest update from the Institute for the Study of War, Ukrainian forces have advanced after resuming larger-than-usual operations on the eastern side of the Kherson region. Geolocation images show Ukrainian armed forces advancing north of Postepna. Z channels write that Ukrainian defenders are holding their positions in several settlements, including Krynki, and Ukrainian armed forces are still located near the Antonovsky Highway and railway bridges. Z channel Rybar claimed the previous day that invaders from the 810th Naval Brigade of the Black Sea Fleet of the Russian Federation drove the Ukrainian armed forces out of Krynki. However, Ukrainian defenders have resumed ground operations in the swamps north of Olashek. This Z-blog author also suggests that the Russian army managed to repel Ukrainian offensives near Peshchanivka, Poima, and Podstepna. Some Russian war correspondents claim that Ukrainian armed forces liberated Peshchanivka, while others claim that Russian forces drove Ukrainian defenders out of the village. Some other channels state that they have been forced to confirm that Ukrainian defenders are advancing across the railway bridge towards Podstepna. But there are also Z-bloggers who do not believe at all that the Ukrainian defenders are on the left flank. These Z-bloggers claim that the Ukrainian forces only shot vague videos and uploaded them to the net to show and tell about the fight for the Kherson region. It seems that the situation around Dnipro remains complex and controversial. In fact, the overall operational situation, not only in the Dnipro region, but also in the southern axis, is quite challenging. In these directions, Ukrainian forces are carrying out strikes against Russian targets, while Russian casualties are on the rise. In short, the protracted war continues to bring challenges for both sides. However, Russian troops have more problems to contend with. A single decision by Vladimir Putin could put an end to all these difficulties, 
but we do not see a single green light that the Russian leader will make this decision. Thank you for staying with us. I don't think it's as simple as that. I think he has people he has, has to answer to. He's got an ego. He's, he's in deep. I don't think he's at a point of, I think he's at a point of no return. I think he's stuck and he's losing. And that's when you'd start doing thinking desperate things. And that's what scares a lot of people. I don't think it's going to be nuclear, but it's going to be something severe. Or it might not be at all. I don't know. He had to go over to get Mini-Me, <laughs> Dr. Evil and Mini-Me, to help back him with something. Sure hope it isn't gas, bombs, and all that sort of stuff. And the end of a movie called Apocalypse Now. If you ever saw it, it was a tremendous movie. About the Vietnam War, how we just has gone on, it went on, and it went on because we didn't fight to win. And we we spewed our propaganda. We spewed our propaganda all the time. Body bags coming home every day. Families in misery. And there's nothing good about it. But this was the song that was done by the doors at the end where they were napalming the jungle where the... Uh, the target was this renegade general named Marlon Brando in the movie. I can't remember his movie name. But it was quite an effective ending, quite an effective scene. Helicopter sounds. The sounds of the helicopters. The guy couldn't get them out of his head.
from the movie The Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Francis Ford Coppola, he also directed The uh, Godfather. And I think Apocalypse Now won Academy Award, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, in the end, that was actually from his first album. It's a lot longer song. And they changed the ending of the movie several times. I like the first ending the best. It was... It was highly impactful. And uh, anyway, when I heard the, uh, I saw the diagram of the helicopters being destroyed, I thought of that song. And reminded me of uh, Robert Duvall. He says, oh, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Of course, they're not using napalm over there in the Ukraine that I know of. Picking out a song for you. Where is it? I had it right in my grubby little hands. Well, we do need one of these anyway. Let's try this one. Station ID. You are in tune to Enlightenment Radio, home of the ultimate knowledge of body, soul, and spirit, and unlimited music 24-7. and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com There you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming. Thank you for listening.
I've been waiting for something to happen For a week or a month or a year With the blood and the ink of the headlines And the sound of the crowd in my ear You might ask what it takes to remember When you know that you've seen it before Where a government lies to a people And a country is drifting to war And there's a shadow on the Of the men who sent the guns To the wars that are fought in places Where their business interest runs On the radio talk shows and the TV You hear one thing again and again How the USA stands for freedom And we come to the aid of a friend But who are the ones that we call our friends? These governments killing their own Or the people who finally can't take anymore And they pick up a gun or a brick or a stone And there are lights in the balance
Request for Lana Del Rey. Sometimes I have to kind of listen to it first for the explicitness of it. She's got a good voice, like her singing. So we are uh, winding it down here at the uh, Entertainment Center of the World, <laughs> Enlightenment Radio. We are all over broadcasting. I was looking at the countries Netherlands, USA, Canada. Ukraine, uh, India. There's somebody up there. Where is that? Let me look. Somebody's up there, way up in there. <laughs> Looks like Iceland. Hello, Iceland. And a lot of people in the Netherlands, in Germany, that part of uh, Europe. Hello out there, audience. Let's get some folks so we can engage. See what you're up to. Yardy, yardy, like I can speak. What is it, Dutch? Dutch. Okay, so one more song. This is your host, Mystic Guide. We haven't talked a lot today, but we've uh, filled in with some music. I think that was good. We gave you some good news, more news waiting tomorrow. Something's got to give because if they keep getting their butts kicked, I mean, how can they? What's the point? I don't know what's going on. I'll call the Pentagon. That's what I'll do. I'll have an exclusive interview with them numbskulls. Anyway, this is Enlightenment Radio. Your host, Mystic Guide, will be back tomorrow at the same time, same place. Watch it driving home through those potholes, okay? God bless you. You have a good day. And remember, love is everything.